Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your co-host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderit. Richie, this is going to be a basketball-centric post or basketball-centric uh, podcast today. Uh, we're going to talk some recruiting. We're going to talk about some updates on the assistant coaching search. We have some scheduling updates. Uh, it's going to be jam-packed. Uh, but first, we kind of made some some uh, some splashes all over the internet with our Mbako reporting uh, a couple days ago. Um, it's one of our most popular podcasts, so if you're Fairly new to us. Welcome back. Um, but yeah, so let's just kind of dive right into it. Uh, Rutgers had some uh, uh, some real positive buzz surrounding Dylan Harper uh, recently, or at, at the EYBL especially. Tell us what you're hearing about uh, Dylan Harper's recruitment in the last few days. Yeah, so um, after talking to a couple coaches um, that were at the EYB- EYBL event, geez, that was a mouthful. Um, <laughs> That everyone keeps saying, they all just keep hearing Dylan Harper, Rockers, Rockers, Dylan Harper, Dylan Harper, Rockers, Rockers, Dylan Harper. Talked to a couple other people. Um, I spoke with someone very close to Ace Bailey who, who told me basically Ace is texting him nonstop. They're very, very, very close. Dylan obviously went down to the USA mini camp, played with Ace, went back home, flew down to Atlanta to play with Ace and his AAU team, Athletes of Tomorrow. Uh, in some kind of tournament event, whatever it was. Uh, those two are extremely close from what I was told. I'm pretty confident right now that Dylan Harper is going to be at Rutgers based on everyone saying that the EYBL, everyone else saying it, Ace being in his ear nonstop. It sounds like Rutgers is in front. Now we've heard this before, so it's it's, it's tread carefully because we, we did hear it before, and then all of a sudden we heard Duke was in the lead. Then we heard Rutgers is back in the lead. So now yep. it's it's back to mm-hmm. Rutgers again, shifting in favor of them and – I, I really like the Scarlet Knights' chances there. So previously you said you're pretty close to a crystal ball. Are you inching even further <laughs> closer to a crystal ball for? Uh, I don't Dylan even know Harper? what's holding me back at this point. It's yeah. just like I, I don't want to be. I know like as cool it would be to be the first guy to do it. I just don't know if I want to be the first guy to do it because yeah, God forbid it backfires. Everyone's like, yo, what the what the hell, man? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like. Um, but I, I, I really like their chances a lot. I know he keeps saying he's going to take these visits to Kansas and I think it was Auburn in his top five. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if those happen anymore. I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's not a whole lot of runway left for it. If he wants to commit after Peach Jam, which is uh, the middle of July, I think it's mm-hmm. the July 4th weekend, you know, you have probably, you know, June to take those three visits and, you know, he's you know, finishing up his junior year in high school. He's got AU mm-hmm. games, you know, he's, he's a busy kid. So do you, wh- where do you squeeze those visits in? Do you just like bang them out in the same week? Like maybe that's his plan, but I agree. It seems like the, the, the timeline is getting tighter and tighter, especially with those visit dates not being set. If they were set already, that'd be one thing. He just keeps mm-hmm. talking about going on them. Yeah. I mean, um, the EYBL circuits, it's crazy too, because I'm pretty sure they play again this weekend in Phoenix. I believe it is. I, I'm not hundred percent sure where, but um, it's once AAU season starts, it's very, very hard to get on visits because it's just like every yep. weekend. Come on, let's keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Play another game. Play another game. Play another game. 
all right, you want Monday through Friday off? You have to go to school. Like you don't have an option there. Um, I like how you just kind of went like that. <laughs> she she was sitting there nice, and then she started biting, so she got yeah. the heat. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I I really think it's going to be tough for him to get in, get those other visits in. Um, now one visit he still hasn't taken is an official visit to Rutgers. I I want to say June. I would probably guess, and I I think that's going to be his last official visit, and that's just the icing on the cake. Like that's it. Like I think once he takes that, it's like game over. They're done, and here we are. Like he's a scarlet knight. I I'm very confident in this and Rutgers is going to have two of the top three players in the country. Like that's, I just never thought I'd say those words in a single sentence ever. And it's becoming a reality. It's no longer a dream. Everyone that used to watch Rutgers and used to see like, even the first years in the big 10 with Eddie Jordan, it's like, Jesus Christ, like <sighs> nine wins. Here those we go. Really, yeah, very dark days. <laughs> And now it's just like, wow, they're going to land two of the top five, top three kids. I, I say top three. I know, I think Dylan's technically three or Ace is four, whatever it is. But I think Ace is personally my number one. I've watched tape on I all agree. of them. I just think his, his skill set's unmatched for his height, his level, his length, his athleticism. He could score at will. Um, and then Dylan, Dylan's just a different player. Like, I, I, every time I watch a tape of him, he gets better. And I didn't. Yep. Th- I think like he hit his, his ceiling. He hit his ceiling. I'm like, nope, nope, still going. All right, shit. And then like this weekend, like everyone's like, yeah, like going into the weekend, everyone's like, yeah, Dylan's a great scorer. He's phenomenal. He could, he could do this, anything with the ball. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, yo, didn't he just finish like number like three or four in assist per game? <laughs> Average like six assists per game. So he's like he's a facilitator too. Like he can do it all. Yep. And I know he wants the ball in his hands going forward, which which is fine. Ace could play a little off ball or they could do vice versa. Like they play together. They know how to play together. Now they played with team USA. They played with their AAU team. Like this is just getting crazier and crazier. And now we're talking Mackenzie Mbako. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to get to Mbako. I do want to talk about something additional to, to Dylan. And I know this is going to sound a little cringy, but it, uh, him and Nas Cunningham were on Instagram live together yesterday. And we got some, some notes from that, uh, from a poster on the uh, the roundtable. Um, so, yeah, they got on Instagram Live yesterday. They were on it for about 10, 15 minutes, they said. Uh, about 80% of the comments were about from Rutgers fans, which is uh, great to see. All these kids love attention, and it's not an indictment on them. It's just, you know, they, they love when teams show them love or fans show them love. Uh, Nas apparently pinned a comment early about going to Rutgers and left it up. Uh, the comment was just, are you? Exclamation point. Um, Dylan made a comment about wearing a lot of red and black moving forward. Unsure what that kind of means. DeBosco's colors are maroon um, and black, but you'd think that he would say maroon black if that was the case. Uh, he also, Dylan hinted pretty strongly that Nas Cunningham was going to be playing at Bosco next year. This is something that you've reported on, um, has been in the, the ether for a few months now, uh, but just one more data point as to him leaving Overtime Elite. Um but yeah, obviously it's you take all this with a grain of salt, but not bad information coming out of that Instagram live from yesterday. So I also want to clarify, Nas didn't pin the the quote. Nas put the comment "Are you?" exclamation point. It was Dylan Harper's live. Dylan pinned okay. the quote. So that's even <laughs> I mean it's even bigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dylan actually pinned it on his like Instagram live saying with Nas saying "Are you?" Uh, I still don't think Nas ends up at Rutgers. To be honest, I do think he ends up at Bosco playing with Dylan. But I just don't know if he'll 
end up at Rutgers because it does sound like he's going to end up to like almost the highest bidder at this point, which Kentucky offered back in January. I know Memphis has been pushing very hard to get him. They had him on campus recently too. Wouldn't shock me if he ended up there, but I, I, I do think that like this is just it's all kind of like the guys these guys are showing interest in Rutgers no matter who they are top New Jersey yep. guys are showing interest in Rutgers and it's not just one guy it's like every recruit like it's it's getting kind of crazy now because now you got Nas you got Dylan you got um Lathan Summerill's a top recruit not just Jersey ev- everywhere like it's just this whole recruitment with Rutgers basketball is just taking it to another level and it's insane like I I'm having fun covering it for a change. <laughs> It is, and it's it's a nice reprieve from uh, other areas of Rutgers sports right now. We'll just say uh, who don't have a ton of good press, uh, who don't have really any press because there's nothing really allowed to be reported on. Uh, you can yeah. you know take the inferences there for what we're actually talking about. Um, but let's talk about the class of 2023 because we didn't expect there to be this much drama in the class of 2023 this late. But quite a few things going on behind the scenes right now. Let's start with Bay Nadongo. Uh, what are you hearing about Bainadongo right now and his recruitment and his commitment to Rutgers? So originally we reported that Georgetown was after him. They did inquire 100% about him. I've confirmed that with multiple people. Um, not an irresponsible journalist, so I would always confirm my sources. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, man. Um, if, you, if you knew what he's referencing right now. Um, funny I even have to yep. say that because yep. salty, salty, salty. Whatever. Salt. Anyway, <laughs> moving on back to – the real Rutgers recruiting scoop here. Um, Nadango is, uh, he's getting courted by Georgia tech. I know the biggest thing for why he didn't sign yet is because Carl Hobbs was the main recruiter. Carl Hobbs, obviously is at Georgia tech. Now um, it sounds like it's a true 50, 50 scenario spoken to multiple people on both sides that are down at Georgia tech covering Georgia tech. I've spoken to obviously multiple people up here with Rutgers and it sounds like a true 50, 50 battle. Now NIL is in play Georgia techs, very well known for it. Josh Pastner was there and it was very well known for it. It's a big reason why Jose <laughs> Alvarado didn't end up at Rutgers and that 24th hour type signing just was going to go to Rutgers. And then all of a sudden we're going to Georgia tech, yep. but well, that's the past. Who cares now? It would have been nice to have him now that you see him in NBA dominating, but going back, Georgia tech has five scholarships, maybe four because they're waiting on a decision for one guy. They did just add a former four star Big man with a similar build to Nadongo in, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, Tamara Grappe. Grappe. Um, but that doesn't play an effect because, like I said, they still have four to five ships left. Uh, it does sound like Hobbs is pushing, but Knight and Thompson are doing the best they can to keep uh, Nadongo with Scarlet Knight. It, it's it's really too tough to call right now. Um, NIL is a factor, and it's not with Nadongo so much. It's more of like people in his corner. Uh, they're the ones that want the payday apparently because it sounds like Nadongo is pretty content with just going to Rutgers. So yeah. it does suck because that's just the way recruiting works now. But it, it, if the kid wants to go to Rutgers, like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Rutgers. Like who am I to get in your way? But end of the day, it's NIL. This is, this is how it works now. And we'll kind of wait and see what happens. But I expect the decision sooner rather than later in terms of uh, Nadongo's recruitment. So you're thinking probably in the next couple of weeks we'll have a some finality about where he's before the signing period's over, which is May 11th, uh, I think. Yeah, I would expect it probably I, even later this week or sometime in the I'd say late this week to late next week, probably around that time. I'd probably say within a ten day span. 
I think that's about accurate. Good to know. So stay tuned because uh, it sounds like some imminent news is on the way. And I would expect it because, you know, the signing day started or the signing period opened almost two weeks ago now. Um, it's not just Rutgers who wants this wrapped up. It's, it's every yeah. school. So can't wait too, too long. Um, the Jamichael Davis thing, you've covered that. It's There's nothing mm -hmm. to be worried about there. He had a personal issue that held his uh, – is signing back. I think he also wanted his whole family to be there for his signing, right? There's yes. no worry so, at all. Spoke with someone connected to him, obviously, also connected to Ace and stuff like that. Uh, Jamichael Davis is ready to go. He's good to go. He's got all the all the paperwork just kind of just sitting there. He's waiting. Um, it does sound like he's 100% going to be a scarlet at night. I don't see any issues at all. I know that... The interesting thing that I, f I did find out is that as soon as he moves in, I think it's May or June. I think it's June, actually. I might be wrong. I don't know the exact dates. But when he moves in, I know Ace Bailey plans on spending an entire month with him at Rock. In New Jersey. That's in New awesome. Jersey. So that's pretty cool for yep. a kid that's not even signed. So anyone that's like really worried that like, yeah, oh, my God, they have Ace Bailey, but he's not going to sign. He's not signed. He's not signed. He's not signed. The kid's going to fucking spend the entire month in Piscataway. Who am yeah. like, number one? Like, I, I, I hate the judge here, but. You could pick anywhere in the world to spend your summer. Scatterway. <laughs> I mean, it's. I get it they, from like a future perspective, like rock. Most of these stuff, kids but. also like they spend time. They spend weekends down at the beach. You That's know, true. they they do shit all over the place. Like you, I mean, you see it for football recruiting when they like, mm. you know, they they go in and they're like, "We're not practicing today. We're going to the beach," and then yeah. they go play, you know whatever hacky sack on the beach or whatever the fuck they do. And so I'm just going to be walking down Belmar with my beach chair and I'm just be like, Oh, Hey, look, there's Ace Paley. <laughs> yeah. You see him from a mile away. Cause he's six, nine. Yeah. yeah. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, but no, it is cool to see him on campus for, for a month. Probably. It sounds like, um, yep. That's, that's huge. That's huge. Just for Rutgers landing him. And who knows, maybe Dylan Harper will be with them at that beach. You know, we'll, uh, we'll have to stay tuned and, and, you know, just see how things uh, kind of go. I, I imagine that Ace is going to want to hang out with Dylan as much as he can from what it sounds like, given that he's just, from what you've reported and from what I'm hearing too, that he's just like hounding him every day. He's texting him, trying to get him to join Rutgers. Yeah. So, so uh, Ace, is, instant fan favorite. Yeah. Ace recruiter. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, done, 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 that, done. that's a good done. one. That's a good one. Um, So let's talk about the, you know, some of the, some of the biggest news out of the last few days, we referenced it earlier about how, you know, our reporting made some really big waves. What are you hearing the latest on Mackenzie Mbako? I mean, we've, mm. we've clarified his last name is pronounced Mbako. We kind of butchered that the last pod, but we won't do that again moving forward. Mbako. Um, everyone posted about it after we did. Mm -hmm. uh, NJ Hoop Recruit was probably the biggest one that posted about it. And then Mbako comments the little eyes emoji on uh yep. on their instagram post so that was that was interesting to see so he's clearly hearing the rumors as well um we know rick patino did meet with him i think it was back on the sec 16 17 something like that um andrew slater is one of the best like college basketball recruiting analysts around in my opinion he posted about something before mbaco when he originally requested his Mbaco. Release. Mbaco. Mbaco. Um, requested his release and saying like, hey, he's really close to the situation. He's not going to get involved at all. He's not going to be tweeting really much about it. Um, so he, anytime he tweets about it, it's like, holy shit, everyone watch. Everyone everyone look real quick. Yep. Um, recently, he posted a tweet that, what did it say? I forget the exact. Um, 
I prefer, I think it was like, I prefer people who move in silence is what it was or something. Like so that. take that for what it's worth. Some people are taking it because it's Kenny Payne because Louisville was the early favorite and it sounded like Louisville had him locked up right away. As soon as the Duke thing fell apart and now it's, and Kenny Payne's really silent and this, and I'm like, where, I don't even know how to fuck you put that one together. Like, yeah. And I mean, a lot of Louisville fans uh, are putting a lot of, it's like, conspiracy charlie stuff um they're high they think they're gonna land him because nolan smith who used to be at duke is now at louisville he's one of the best mm-hmm. quote-unquote recruiters in the country um and i think nolan smith is telling people in the recruiters. louisville yeah they're, they're, i think he's telling people <laughs> in the louisville insider circle that they have them locked up they've moved the goalposts a few times like he's gonna be committing this day and now it's this mm-hmm. day Good news is coming here. It could be him. I know that they're also recruiting some guy, LJ Ruiz or something like that. Uh, RJ Ruiz from UMass. RJ Ruiz from, from UMass. So people are, you know, maybe conflating the good news about him committing with uh, with Mbaco. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't really follow Louisville recruiting that much. So I reached out to one of the national guys I know, and he's like, dude, Louisville does this like every fucking month. Like they're like, yeah, we got this guy <laughs> locked up. This is it. We got him. We're done. And yep. it's like, he signs with North Carolina. It's like, uh, um, wait, what? <laughs> like it's a, so they've done this multiple times. They were the early favorite and you never want to be the early favorite in a recruitment like this or a transfer portal because yep. either you locked it up immediately or you're you're done. You're out. Like see ya. Yep. So I, I don't even know what the deal is with Louisville right now. It wouldn't shock me if they're just completely gone because I know Richard Kent, like one of our insiders, posted on Twitter the other day and he didn't even mention Louisville. Yeah, he mentioned Memphis, he mentioned St. John's, and he mentioned Rutgers. Yeah. And then obviously there's the G League, like I said before. Uh, Andrew Slater tweeted, I, I like guys that move in silence and everyone's like real G's G League. Move in silence like lasagna. "Quote unquote," from <laughs> one of the greatest rappers of all time, Little Wayne. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, it's really hard to get a true read on things. Um, the only thing we do know, the word coming out of Mbako's Mbako Mbako's camp, is yep. that he wants to get this done relatively quickly. There's some rumors that he wants to get it done before Friday. I heard personally it could come from any day, from right this minute. So basically, as soon as this pod happens, you know it's going to get posted um, <laughs> till middle of may so make i, I wonder what the middle of may is like 16 17 something like that mm-hmm. um so i would say anytime between then and now um there's a good chance that this is going to happen there's rumors he's gonna just sign with a program not gonna tell anyone and then he'll go public like a week or two later so yep. it's it's really hard to get a read on this thing we don't know if he's visited Rutgers. we don't know if he's visited anywhere the only one we can confirm is that rick patino did meet with him that's all we really yep. know and you know damn well Slick Rick's pulling out all the stops to get a five-star on campus before he even starts. So yeah, watch and, out. And, and this is a guy who's not unfamiliar with Rutgers in general. Like we, <laughs> we talked about, he was at the Rutgers-Clemson basketball game a few years ago um, in November of 2021. He was there with, uh, at the time, what was his, his teammate in Nas Cunningham. So they saw that. It was a big win for the program. He played at Rutgers in the the Holiday Classic at the mm-hmm. end of December this past year. With uh, that was the same tournament that um, Gavin Griffiths played in, so that was Gavin's first game at Rutgers. Uh, he then also played in March at Rutgers for the state championship game against St. Rose, and he had a really good game there. So this is a kid who's been on campus plenty of times. He knows mm-hmm. what you know the atmosphere at the rack is like. He knows the the coaching staff really well, like. 
Pike has a really good relationship with Gil St. Bernard coaches because, I mean, if you didn't know that, his son plays for Gil St. Bernard, so he knows Coach Cena really well, and that was Mbako's coach for three years. So there is that built-in knowledge base for Pike. Um, so yeah. I do think that there he does have a pretty good idea of where Mbako's at. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to end up at Rutgers either. But I do mm -hmm. think that, you know, you've heard from people – I think the direct quote was Rutgers has a sneaky good shot here. Now, why that is, don't necessarily know. But for people who are national reporters to be saying that kind of stuff, there has to be some kind of extenuating situation that puts Rutgers in a, a better situation than most people would think. Right? So two, two things there. Number one, you mentioned the whole Cena connection. Pike's extremely close with Roselle Catholic head coach Dave Boff, too. Yep. If, if if most people don't remember, he recruited Jamil Warney to Stony Brook, who was a stud at Stony Brook, one of the yep. best players ever in probably Stony Brook history. Um, he also recruited Cliff Amori out of Roselle Catholic. So it's like they, they have a really tight connection. And if you look online and just type in Pykel and Boff on Google, you're going to find a bunch of articles about him hyping them up back in 2016 when he first got the Rutgers job. Yeah. So they're very close as well. So not only is he close to the Gil St. Bernard's head coach, he's very close to the Roselle Catholic head coach. Now, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Mbako. So now the Duke thing's a little weird. I'm hearing like a couple conf conflicting reports. Uh, so I talked to one of our Duke insiders, and I'm trying to pull it up right now because it was a text. Um, he told me technically, as much as the Filipowski thing people think might have been a play, apparently it might have been a smokescreen. And there was a, there's a kind of a admissions thing with Mbako and Duke, hmm. and that played a role as well. And it's for, I don't know what the, the scoop is, but there's something with like in-state kids getting in the Rutgers easier than like an out-of-state kid and vice versa. Like an in-state kid at Duke would be easier to get in Duke than an out-of-state kid. I don't know how that works, academics and all that, but th that could play in Rutgers' favor in the end too. Yeah. So um, a lot of stuff going on. Another uh, thing about Mbako. So uh Everybody knows who Adam Zagori is. He's one of the most well-known uh, basketball reporters in the tri-state area. Mm -hmm. He had a, uh, an article that, this morning about Rick Pitino recruiting. Um, apparently, they're in a, the midst of a big recruiting week outside of the whole Mbako situation. But at the bottom of the article, he does mention Mbako. And here's what he said. St. John's remains involved for the five-star Roselle Catholic wing, Kenzie Mbako, who decommitted from Duke and is considering the Johnnies along with Louisville, Rutgers and Kansas. So another name there, uh, among others, he is expected to take several visits. Now Zags doesn't post stuff without sourcing. So if he's expected to take several visits, I think that the timeline you mentioned, uh, between any time from now till the middle mm -hmm. of May, probably more like the middle of May, we're going to hear these new, this news, if he's going to take several visits, uh, for the same reasons we mentioned that with, with Dylan, like if this kid is yeah. going to take several visits, it's probably not going to be all in one week. Uh, he's busy. He's you know graduating soon, so there's a lot going on in his life. Uh, so, long and short of it is, if he's taking several visits, I do expect him to be on Rutgers campus in the next few weeks. That's not based on any information that I'm hearing, but if this timeline is correct, based on what mm -hmm. Zags is saying, he's probably going to make a visit to Rutgers. So yeah, it's going to be midweek visits. It's going to be weekend visits. It's going to be everything possible. Like so, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It's uh. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and friend of the show, Danny Breslauer, he put out his five thoughts today. I know you talked about going on a bit of a 
you know, a hiatus uh, in the offseason. But in one of his five thoughts, he said that, and if he's saying this, he's probably hearing it from people. Um, not going to put words in his mouth, but he said uh, the 2023 recruiting is in flux with Hobbs' departure uh, and Dongo uncertainty. But even the Mbako rumors are really good for Rutgers. It has people talking. Um, land him an expectation shift. So if he's hearing that, it's probably, you know, it's, it's water cooler news for Rutgers right now uh, for them to be referenced as in on Mbako. And they are in on him. Will they land him? Who knows? But, you know, this is a kid who, for, oh, he's not McDonald's All American, top 10 kid in the country. I know we have a lot of juice going into 2024, but this is the kind of kid that, you know, he gets on the court and he has success. He becomes a lottery pick. This kind of shifts the perception of your program. So cautiously optimistic regarding Mbako, but uh, we'll see how things play out. I feel like I'm going to have to like stalk out the rack for like a couple of weeks. Just, yeah. this, you know, like sit in the parking lot and sir, like you, you can't park here. You're going to get a ticket. Like, no, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here on business. Hire a, a PI. Yeah. <laughs> Richie Schneider, right? Uh, honestly, like if if they get this kid on campus and no one knows about it, that's that would be moving in silence. Um, yeah, I just I don't know if they could pull that off, but I, I would say I'd argue also Rutgers did move kind of in silence until certain podcasts broke the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely have. Um, so that's kind of all we have on the 2023 class. So keep staying tuned because I imagine this is. Uh, you mentioned with Ndago, things should clear up shortly. Mm -hmm. The Mbako stuff can really only remain a mystery for the next month. So we'll also probably have some news on that shortly as well. Yeah. But yeah, let's be, uh, yeah. interesting. Let's pivot to the assistant coaching search. You do have some pretty good new information regarding the final yes. assistant coaching spot. So what are you hearing regarding that role? All right. So um, number one, let's uh, start. I got to find my paragraph that I wrote yesterday. Um, so if you're on the message boards, first off, let's just, let's just say this, you would have had this info already because yep. we post everything on there first. And I know everyone like comes to this podcast for breaking news, but at the same time we go there first because those are our subscribers. Those are our people. Those are our guys, girls. Um, <laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah, if, if you're not a member, just sign up now. And like I said before, it's an exclusive code for the podcast only TKR 30 free 30 days, try it out, check it out. You one post on the message board and it's, 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 I don't want to compare it to a drug, but you're right there. You're, you're hooked. Like, <laughs> um, yep. so anyway, sounds like Rutgers is down to five candidates currently. Now out of those five, I can confirm after yesterday, one of them is not former DePaul slash former Virginia slash former G league head coach slash overtime elite current head coach, Dave Leto. He was one of Pike's mentors at the time. He's he's a little bit older. He's enjoying his job down at Overtime Elite. He's at 62 right now. Probably doesn't want to be out on the road and recruiting, what I was told. So it didn't really play a factor. So it kind of – I don't want to say it would have been like a Hobbs 2.0, but it would have been similar to that. Um, obviously, he knows the game a lot. He knows everything about it. He's been coaching for God knows how long. Somehow got DePaul to a 500 record after 300-something games, which I'm telling you, it's <laughs> such a hard place to win at. So that that's impressive in its own right, but we're we're gonna remove him from our hot board. We heard that he is probably not he's well, I shouldn't say probably he is not interested in the job. Um did they have a conversation? I'm sure they probably did. I'm sure Pike he was Pike's mentor. Like he's I'm sure they had a conversation saying, like, hey, like, what do you think? Like any chance? And he was like, No, 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 but I got this guy, I got that guy. Um 
so yeah, that one's just it's done. We're we're done there. Next, Brett McConnell. As much as everyone wants you, I, I don't think Rutgers is the place. Sounds like they're gonna not gonna after Brett McConnell. Sounds like McConnell's kind of just gonna stay at Princeton for another year. He already turned down multiple jobs. He turned down the Army job, which I don't blame him. That one's a tough one too. And then he turned down New Hampshire, which New Hampshire, it is what it is. Based on what I was told, is they wanted him to to like just take the job sight unseen. And it's like anytime someone says that, it basically means your facilities were what Rutgers football was before the new facility. So like, yeah, it's like yeah. what Chris Ash, remember that? I don't know if you remember like Chris Ash talking about it and he's like, yeah, like I, I got there and it, I took the job. I walked in and it's like, yeah, we had a fucking shipping container just filled with tickets and uh, <laughs> pads and this and that. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, so anyone yeah. that says take the job sight unseen, don't do it. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's, that one was out. Um, I think another year at Princeton, they're going to have another good season because they're, they're Princeton. They're recruiting really well. He's basically recruited 99% of their team. Um, he has an eye for talent. I think he'll be a head coach in no time. So give it another year. He'll get a really solid head coaching job in the mid majors and eventually maybe move up to the, the high majors too. Maybe be Pike's predecessor down the line. Who knows? But I'm, I'm going to give that title to Brandon Knight for now. But uh <laughs> Anyway, the only name that we heard kind of trending up a little bit is Stetson, assistant coach, Rutgers alone, John Mitchell. I'm not going to say he's in that top five or not in that top five because we don't know specifically. But his name has been mentioned a lot. He's been uh, – there's just a lot of sources have been saying that he, he's talked to Rutgers about it already. Um, I know for a fact, like, Pike's definitely intrigued by him. I know he wants the job as well. It, I mean, stats in the Rutgers, it's a huge jump. Who wouldn't want to make that yeah, leap? Yeah. But uh, he's a Rutgers alum, so that, that plays a huge factor. And he's, he's one of the better players in recent history, too, during those down years. Um, yep. more, I want to see he's most well-known for that four-point play against Villanova to win the game. Um, yep. I don't know how you foul on that, but uh, it's stupid Villanova. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he led Stets, helped lead Stetson to a 17 and 14 record this past year. Most wins in Stetson, in Stetson history over the past 35 years. First winning season in 23 years. Just landed former Minnesota player, Trayton Thompson via the portal. He's good. He's got an eye for talent. I really like John Mitchell a lot. I think he'd be great, especially because he's a big man and could help develop the big men. Um, something Rutgers hasn't really had since Jay Young left, but. Even if he doesn't get this assistant coaching job, I think you find you got to find a role for John Mitchell. I think that the potential um, ceiling there for Mitchell could be a high assistant coach, could be a great recruiter. And even if you have him in an off-the-court role, he could still coach a little bit and help with the bigs. The bigs need a big man coach at the end of the day. You have three guards on your coaching staff. A big man would be very beneficial. So that's all we got right now. I still think my favorite, Daniel Marshall – is my favorite name by far on our list. Could there be a name out there that we don't know? I'm sure there is, but I think Danielle Marshall is the go-to so far. Yeah, um, (laughs) it was a lot, but it does seem like there is a little bit more clarity regarding the assistant coaching uh, search. But again, Pike is playing this close to the vest. Um, Who he's interviewed, we don't really have full uh clarity on that but it does seem like there are a few people who will not be getting the job yeah um, he's very very quiet about this one which rightfully so i get it 
So we've covered quite a bit in terms of basketball. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up uh, about any other sports? I'd say um, I shouldn't say we broke the news, but I guess we broke the news, whatever you want to call it. The Adidas contract ends June 30th. Um, so interestingly enough, last time this contract ended in June was when Nike's contract was up in June. We knew back in February that the Adidas deal was already done. Like I think it was mid-February. Yep. It was done. Then June 30th hit. Boom. Adidas. Now it's it's not so done. Um, heard a couple of things in that regard. It sounds like so, number one, you see if you've seen our post on Instagram and Twitter and all that, whoever's voting for Under Armour, stop. Like, <laughs> number one, it's not happening. Maryland won't let yep. it happen. Number two, no, they're like gears just like don't get me wrong. I like some of their stuff. In terms of like, you know, like polos and apparel and all that stuff. But in terms of sneakers and shit, hell no. Yeah. Um, everyone complains about the Steph Curry shoes saying like they're the slipperiest things on the court ever. So like that's just it's being full agreement here. They might have Bryce Harper. They might have Steph Curry. I believe they have one of the top. Oh, they have Joel. Joel. They have Jordan Spieth like as a golfer. Stop. Like, no, we're done yeah. here. Like end, end, end. No. I think Nike or Adidas is clearly the way to go. There's a rumor Adidas might want to re-up for one year. Now, if they give Rutgers a significant bump in money, I think they re-up. If they don't, I think Rutgers would go to Nike, and that's it. That's set in stone. We know football had Nike under Shiano all those years, so I'm sure it was definitely an adjustment for him when he came back, and he had to go straight to Adidas after being Nike as head coach of Rutgers, Nike at Ohio State, and then come back and just be like, Adidas, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, Yeah. Um, yeah, and it and is. A re- you, I mean, we've we've alluded to this. It is a it's it's a recruiting disadvantage not being a Nike school. Yeah, because almost all the top kids are part of a Nike uh, AAU team. They're part of a Nike high school team. They're part of the EYBL, which is Nike. Um, the the gear we know for a fact that Rutgers has mm-hmm. lost out on basketball recruits because they were not a Nike school. I won't say who, yeah. but there were. Recruits who were basically going to Rutgers if they were not an, if they were a Nike school. Put that out there. Um, yeah. Also, we've heard from former players that Nike equipment is just a higher quality, and a lot of people think this. And right or wrong, this is the the perception of Nike gear versus all other gear. So, with all that being said, like. I know we we both we talked about Shiano being a Nike guy. I don't know what Pike would prefer, but it sounds like push comes to shove. If there's a similar offer, they're going to go with Nike. Yeah, I totally agree. As long as Nike doesn't screw them and give them a shitty offer, I think Nike's the way they go. Someone asked before on the boards, um, will Bailey Warren and Somerville decommit if we switch to Nike? What about Mbako? If we go to Nike, and I'm like, all right, just, let's just do the math real quick. <laughs> Bailey plays for a Nike high school, Nike AU program. Warren, same exact thing. Mbako, same exact thing. Harper, same exact thing. Somerville, Nike high school, Jordan AAU, which is a brand under Nike. Yep. They all play for Nike. All these guys, even Rutgers athletes, like former Rutgers athletes, look at like, just take a quick look at Cliff Amore's, um highlight workout tapes that he's doing right now. Notice something different. He wears Nike shoes in every single one when he's working out and playing basketball. It's not a coincidence. So Yeah. And if, if you look at like <clears throat> posts from, you know, our 
current and former players when they're just like not on the court when they're out and about. Most of them have Nikes on. It's yeah. uh, it seems like the majority of players prefer Nike. Um, yeah. So. The only uh, in terms of recruiting, the only one that would be weird, which I did the math here, it was, it was tough. Ndongo played for Colorado Prep when they were a Nike school. Halfway through his season, they switched to Puma. Then he transferred to Putnam, Yuck. who was New Balance. Then he played for Utah Select out there in an AAU program, which was Adidas. But then he played for City Rocks in New York, and that's Nike. And it's like, this man literally tried every fucking shoe brand possible. <laughs> and it was just like, I don't know. Like, yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, I like New Balance shoes, I'm not going to lie. But I don't understand the appeal for like a basketball sneaker. Like just a casual wear, like some of those new ones that like Kawhi's uh, putting out there. Pretty nice. Yeah, um, you can't go with New Balance if you're no, a, hell no. a big program. But yeah, they're not the worst. That they used tell to be I, the worst. They're not the, the worst in college. Anymore. Jesus, oh god, yeah. Did it. <laughs> they're well. That's why they're a terrible <laughs> athletic program. They're never going to win anything. They're, I think they actually double dipped, anymore. right? Didn't they double dip because New Balance doesn't do football, so they got football with like Under Armour or something. I truly have no idea. I really don't. I think care. that's what they're it is. Just... I think Boston College double dipped, and they did uh, New Balance for all their athletics except football i forget what the exact deal was but there's i, I don't expect Rutgers to do some crazy fucking deal like that because that's just that ain't it no they definitely won't i think it'll be nike if i had to guess um but don't really have a timeline for that the contract obviously is up the 30th of june i'd imagine some kind of news will start to leak if they're going to switch uh before that yeah but um, it's got to come out soon yep one other um, thing i thought of uh, if if you don't have anything else for the no no shoe you're stuff. good you're you're good with the shoe stuff. Um, I know so, we got a couple questions on Twitter after this when you're done. Yeah, so we had some fairly significant um, Rutgers wrestling news last night. So um, Ooh, we did. You can kind of extrapolate on this, but uh, Rutgers was in the final three for uh, Chris Cannon of Northwestern. At I think he wrestles at one thirty three. Um, Correct. Penn State was one of the finalists. They landed a, a 133 out of Minnesota last night, Aaron Nagao. Uh, so that would take them out of the Chris Cannon runnings. Does that make Rutgers in the driver's seat, or are you hearing that there might be some spiced-up competition there? So as we know, um, Rutgers and Michigan have been going at it for transfer portal recruits quite a bit now. Rutgers ended up beating them out for the Harvard transfer, who I'm not even going to try to remember what his name is pronounced yep. like. It's like Yaros. Yari. Yari. We'll yep. go with Yari. That works. Yep. Um, so they beat that. They beat them out for him as a heavyweight. And now it sounds like it's going to come down to Rutgers in Michigan for Chris Cannon. Chris Cannon's an Oceanport, New Jersey native. He's worked with Sebastian Rivera's dad in the past. Um, it's it's tough. So it sounds like it's going to come down to weight class because Rutgers wants him as a 141. And if he's open to that, it sounds like it's Rutgers all the way. If he doesn't want to go 141 and wants to stay 133, it's probably going to be Michigan. Uh, it's a really tough call. Every, everyone I talk to, like that, and I'm, I'm pretty close with someone that's close to the family. So it's it's tough. Like they say, they, they're supposed to have a decision this week. And I don't even know if that's going to happen anymore because the Penn State thing kind of threw them for a loop because like Penn State was showing interest, but kind of keeping them on a the back burner. So now it's they land Aaron Nagao, Nagao or whatever. And now it's like, all right, shit. Now, now we have to reassess everything and kind of figure out where we're going to go with this. So 
It does sound like it's Rutgers or Michigan. It would be a huge, huge get for Rutgers if they can get them at 141. Don't even ask me how the rest of the lineup plays out. I know Lex is working on an article now on how uh, he sees the lineup playing out in the future for 2023, 2024. But it's because it's Joey Oliveri is at 141, so I don't really know what you do. Like, Do you bump him down? Do you bump can't bump him up really. So I I really don't know because he was supposed to redshirt too twice. So now it's like, yeah, yeah. We'll have to wait and see, but it's uh, definitely interesting. But Rutgers is in the finals for uh, another top portal guy. And he's a two-time All-American at Northwestern. I think last year he struggled and lost in the blood round a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's a good name to keep an eye on. Uh, one more name to keep an eye on wrestling wise, Shane Griffith. Entered the portal. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a two-time uh, national champion. He's went to high school at Bergen Catholic. He's leaving Stanford for one more year. I think he's got a uh, a grad <laughs> transfer year left. Are you hearing anything regarding him and Rutgers? I know he's one of their finalists. No, it's uh, all quiet. I know he wants to take some visits. Um, expect him to visit Rutgers 100%. I just don't know when that's supposed to happen. I'll check in today or tomorrow with Lex, who's got all the sources. So we'll go via that. And then um, I'm sure we'll post on the boards as soon as we find out more. I think Lex actually has a recruiting notebook that he's uh, writing up as we speak. So we'll go wait wait for that. And then uh, we should probably have all the info in there. Awesome. Um, a news item we actually <clears throat> forgot earlier is Ooh. the Rutgers Big Ten basketball schedule got released yesterday. Yes. Yes. So just run through that really quick. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm sure most of you do, so sorry for kind of mansplaining this, but uh, the Rutgers, the, the Big Ten basketball schedule, you get a grouping of teams that you play home and away, and you get uh, six teams that you only play once. So you only get either a home game or an away game. So the six teams, Rutgers is only playing once, and I'll start with home only. The first three will be home only. The second three will be away only. So they get Indiana once at home. They get Northwestern once at home, and they get Penn State once at home. The away only teams are Iowa, Michigan State, and Minnesota. And the teams they're playing home and away with are Maryland, Illinois, Michigan, Purdue, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. So my quick reaction to this is this is a much harder schedule next year than this year because mm -hmm. you want to play those teams that are probably going to be the, the bottom three or four teams twice. And the only team that really fits that bill is Nebraska, but Nebraska is actually going to be pretty good next year, in my opinion. So the teams that you would hope to play twice would be Minnesota, Northwestern, and Penn State. And they're only playing those three teams once. Uh, what's your you know, shooting from the hip reaction to the Big Ten schedule for basketball next year? Um, I know we mentioned it in our little group chat, but it's just stupid that they don't play Penn State and Maryland like home and home every year. Like it's just yep. too, it's local, make it a thing. It's kind of like a rivalry, not rivalry type thing. Um, Michigan State, I always thought was kind of developing into a rival too on all fronts. Uh, yep. I know Rutgers obviously has to beat them more, but it's uh, it's getting closer. Um, and I would just, I would put them home and away too. I would try to keep those like, rivalry not rivalry games like at home and away no matter what but yep home games getting indiana at home and not in assembly hall is always nice northwestern cool penn state cool playing at iowa sucks hawkeye carver yep. arena is just not fun um michigan state's east lansing is not fun uh minnesota I, I just think they suck so it's like whatever 
Um, yeah, but the the, the, their head coach, the, the the ghosts of the barn from last year where he lost there though. That's true. That's... I forgot about that. You're right. Um, other than that, like it's it's definitely tougher. Like playing at Purdue is always tough. Playing at Illinois is always tough. Wisconsin home and away is tough. Nebraska, I never know what to think of them. Ohio State has like a somehow kept hoping too, but they have a whole, yep. whole new roster too. It seems like it's hard to judge because like these teams like are all pretty portal heavy got teams and like you don't really know what they're going to be yet. It's too hard. It's yep. really too tough to call. So it, as much as I, I might get like off the top of my head, it looks harder. I don't know how hard it really is, how much harder it really is. Jeez. Yeah. I agree that there's, it's a bit of like a, uh, a snow globe that's still, you know, the, you know, somebody shook the shit out of it and now all the pieces are settling. You don't really know yeah. who's going to be a good team. Who's going to be a bad team until all the portal people are, are have found their final destination. And even then, you know, you could have a collection of really good players, but they might not fit well together. So, like, for example, like what what Michigan's doing right now, they don't know if they're getting Hunter Dickinson back. They got Caleb Love. Mm-hmm. Like, they could be a team that finishes top four in the Big Ten, and they could be a team that finishes bottom four. Neither of those would surprise me yeah. because Juwan Howard, for one, is not a good coach. And second, no. like, like how are these guys going to fit in together? Like, are they going to be – like, all these guys are mercenaries. They're taking big NIL deals to go to big programs. You know, do they give a shit? Like if, if you look at like football examples, like Miami last year, Texas A&M last year, they were two of the most heavy uh, NIL focused teams in terms of team building. And I'm talking about for football, not for basketball. And that didn't work out. But then the flip side, you look at Miami basketball, they went to the final four on like an NIL uh, driven, you know, mercenary driven team. So it's all about mm-hmm. how do the pieces fit together? How do the personalities fit together? How does the coaching kind of help these guys along? So you really don't know. Um, yeah. But one other scheduled thing, uh, the Wake Forest game got finalized today. That's yeah. going to be at Wake Forest on Wednesday, December 6th. So the schedule is kind of becoming <clears throat> a clearer picture. Uh, we don't have any finalized date for the Big Ten uh, schedule, though. So I, I imagine that will come out closer to media day. Yeah, I'm sure that will be soon. Um, we, we also confirmed Stonehill home game, Long Island home game, Seton Hall away game, and the Gavit games. So that's Four on top of the Wake Forest game that are confirmed out of conference right now. Sounds like Gavit Games, uh, per our insider Richard Kent, is leaning towards Villanova, which would be a nice. That'd be awesome. It'd be a great game. Uh, I don't even care where they play it. Have to be honest. Like I just either way, I would love to go watch. So, um, think that's really it scheduling wise, right? That's all I can think of. Yeah. All right, and then the. Anything else before we go to these quick questions? Not a lot, but no, I don't have anything else. Um, <clears throat> any timeline for Nike Adidas deal? We talked about notes on Nimbaco. We talked about which football players do you see entering the portal? I think it's pretty clear that there's going to be at least a couple linemen just because there's like 20 something of them and not everyone's yep. going to be on that too deep. Um, I think yep. some of the older guys are going to be pissed when they see the too deep and it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Yep. And for some reason, Power 5 backup linemen in the portal are just getting the biggest bags possible. So I'd be leaving too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Nandongu we talked about. Oh, um, Dave White wanted an Mbako uh, update and recruiting targets for 2023. There's no other recruiting targets for 2023. It's Ndongu, Michael Davis, obviously, who's going to sign. And Mbako, and that that's really it. Um, hey Carter, what's up? Shout out, Carter. <laughs> what's up, <laughs> uh, Carter? Yeah, um, had to, had to give him a shout out there. 
apparently waves to us every podcast. So we're going to kind of remember that every podcast, but, um, other than that, no, I think that's, I think that's really it. Um, all the questions we answered, um, looking on our message board too. That's basically all the same questions. Yeah. No, I think we're done. Awesome. Uh, well, again, thank you for all who have rated and reviewed us recently. Uh, the reviews keep pouring in. We love to see that it really does help grow the show. So we, we appreciate each and every one of you who do that. And each one, every one of you who subscribed, who listen on a regular basis. Uh, we can't thank you enough. This the show's grown uh, in leaps and bounds in the last few months uh, because yeah. of people like you, people telling a friend, people sharing on social media. So keep it up. Uh, we're going to keep bringing you this content. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things happening in the, the next coming days and weeks. We have the spring game on Saturday. We're going to have a full breakdown of that on Monday with with Chris Nowaski, who's Maybe you can say a little bit more about what he's seen uh, at spring practice because he's been there for basically every practice um, after the game has been played. Uh, and we'll continue to have all these basketball updates because there's clearly a lot still happening. Uh, they're still active in the transfer portal. I do expect them to make an addition to the program. Not necessarily sure if that's going to be a guy like Mbako or that's going to be a transfer guy, but I don't think they're done shaping this roster for next year yet. Um, do you do you have to mention i feel like i said this last podcast but i feel like a lot of people didn't follow through i want to be the number one rated podcast for ruckers like i don't want to be number two <laughs> i don't want to be number three i know we're number two right now and mm -hmm. we're like we have 63 reviews on apple the number one podcast i shouldn't say number one previous number one has 70 something <laughs> i need you you Whoever's listening yep. to this to go on Apple pods. I know you're listening to it right now. Cause like 75% <laughs> of our listeners are Apple pods. Go yep. on Apple pods, rate and review this bitch. Give it a five-star review. Sorry. I cursed in front of, in front of Carter, but <laughs> it has to get out there. We need these reviews. I want to be number one. Cause as a yep. wise man once said, if you're not first, you're last. Truer words have never been spoken. I want to end on that. Thanks again for listening. This has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.